welcome to the Wisdom Podcast. This is your host, Justin Dora. And as I mentioned last week, we are in a season of what I'm calling Truth Bites. The reason for that is I just don't have the time in this season to uh, even give a 15 to 20 minute talk every week. Uh, sorry for the miss last week. We're out of town and I wasn't going to try to fit it in. Uh, so getting uh, a week delay here, but it's all going to be okay. Okay, so last time we ended in John 5, uh, looking at some thoughts from Jesus, and I want to, actually I think we did John 1 and John 2, remembering that. I want to look at John 5 today, uh, verse 31 through 46. I'm not going to read it, I'm just going to take a couple little thoughts, I think three thoughts from this section of scripture in John 5, and I want to just begin to throw out the things I'm thinking about, the things I'm seeing, and uh, give you some food for thought. And guys, I just, let me just uh, encourage you with this. You know, I love what Paul said in the book of Acts about the Bereans. He said they actually, when they heard him talk, uh, they would search it out for themselves. And in no way am I comparing myself here to Paul, but what I am saying is, uh, whatever you get, man, search it out for yourself. You you dig in, you find it, uh, you challenge it. That's where you're going to learn stuff, and th- not just learn like cognitively, but learn by experience, by the Holy Spirit drawing you into all truth. Uh, and that's that's the point. Okay, so Jesus makes this interesting statement, John chapter five. Verse 31, he says, If I testify about myself, my testimony is not valid. (laughs) I just find that funny that even the Son of God doesn't toot his own horn. Uh, We got a lot of that going on today. And uh, Jesus said that that makes your testimony invalid. Just leave that there. There is another who testifies in my favor, and I know that his testimony about me is valid. Okay, let me stop right there. Okay, there's a, there is a, a right need in every person to experience validation, to experience a sense of acceptance, to experience a sense of approval. The problem is we try to get acceptance and we try to get approval and we try to get validation from each other. And oh, by the way, that's a moving target. That is a rubber ruler definition of what's valid, what's approved of, and what's accepted. The truth is when we find our validation, when we find our acceptance and our approval in the opinion of the Father, for the Son, towards the Son, who we are now grafted into, then we actually draft off of Jesus' acceptance, His approval, and His validation. So the ultimate source of your validation, approval, and acceptance is found in the Father's good opinion of the Son, and therefore His good opinion of you. Let that sink in. It's not wrong to need validation 
What gets us insecure is when we look to another human being to be our source of validation. God wants our validation to come in uh, in Him and, and the relationship of Father, Son, Spirit, how they have other giving, self-sacrificing love towards one another that through Jesus' death they're bringing humanity into so that we can awaken to the truth of this is the best way to live, to live anchored in our validation in God himself so that we can become an extension of that to a, to a world that has no clue who God is. Okay, boom, there's one. Food for thought. Take that and put that in your intellectual pipe and smoke it. Okay, number two. I love this one. This is so good. Verse 36. I have testimony or weightier than that of John for the very work that the Father has given me to finish and that and which I am doing testifies that the Father has sent me. And the Father who sent me has himself testified concerning me. Okay, so Jesus is speaking to the Pharisees. He is speaking to the religious leaders of his day. Because if you go backwards, uh, they make a statement about him saying, hey, you are making yourself equal to God. Uh, This is wrong. Uh, We want to come after you. And so he's talking to an audience of religious leaders, of spiritual leaders of his day, and he makes this statement. I mean, this should hit you in the head with a two by four. This is so good. This is what he says. He says, uh, so the father who has sent me himself testified concerning me. Here it is. You have never heard his voice nor seen his form, nor does his word dwell in you. For you do not believe the one he sent. Now, here's the verse that we all know. You diligently study the scriptures. Or, or another translation is you study diligently the scriptures. Because you think that by them you possess eternal life. These are the scriptures that testify about me. Yet you refuse to come to me to have life. Here's the, here's the thing we've got to recognize, God, guys, is if you're like, oh, if we just know the Bible, we're all going to be safe. The problem is the Bible isn't God. The Bible reveals God. When it says in John 1, in the beginning was the Word, the Word was with God, the Word was God. Jesus is the Word of God, and we study the Scriptures to understand Him, to let the Holy Spirit, the Spirit of God, guide us on the all truth. Let, let me just say this. Guys, <clears throat> when Jesus said in John 4, uh, true worshipers will worship me in spirit and in truth. He is not saying in worship songs and in Bible reading. Spirit isn't singing songs of worship and truth isn't reading passages of scripture. Worshiping him in spirit and in truth is the name of the Holy Spirit. His name is the spirit of truth. And what does John 16 say? It says the spirit of truth takes from what is Jesus and it makes it known and he makes it known to you. In other words, Just like our body, when we eat food and it breaks it down and then assimilates the nutrients of that food into our being so that we get energy and life. In the same way, the spirit of truth takes the scriptures, he breaks it down, and then he assimilates that truth into our being so that it gives us life. He takes from what is Jesus and he makes it known to us. 
This is the role of the Holy Spirit, illuminating truth, guiding us in, opening our eyes, opening our minds, like it says in Luke 24. It says, Jesus, then he opened their minds so that they can understand the scriptures. Do you realize you can study day and night, night and day, and guess what? Unless the Spirit of God is opening your minds, you're never going to get the revealed truth. You may have facts. You may have theories. You may have scripture. You can quote this way and that six ways from Sunday, and guess what? It won't produce the resurrection life, new creation reality that it promises because you're still locked into doing it through your own effort and strength. Hashtag boom. That's a good word. So Jesus, these guys have given their whole lives to understanding the word of God and he in one phrase invalidates all of their effort when he says this, you have never heard his voice nor seen his form nor does his word dwell. Do you realize how offensive that is? Jesus is saying your entire pursuit of your entire life, you thought it was amazing and I'm telling you the very thing you think you're getting, you're not getting. I mean, that is just, wow. And he wasn't saying it to shame them. He was saying it to rattle their cage and realize, you need a savior and you're not it. It is not by the sweat of your own brow that you will qualify before God. It is by my life that you will see and understand the true nature of the Father that you don't know. Okay, that's good. One last thought. We're going to close this thing down. Let's read verse 41. I do not accept praise from him, but I know you. <laughs> I know that you do not have the love of God in your hearts. That's another zinger, Jesus. I have come in my Father's name, and you do not accept me. But if someone else comes in his own name, you will accept him. How can you believe if you accept praise from one another, yet you make no effort to obtain the praise that comes only from God? Verse 45, But do not think I will accuse you before the Father. Your accuser is Moses, on whom your hopes are set. If you believe Moses, you would believe me, for he wrote about me. But since you do not believe what he wrote, how are you going to believe what I say? Okay, guys. If you are hearing an accusing voice, Jesus just said, Hey, that ain't me. I don't do that. That's not how I roll. He said, I will not accuse you do not think i will accuse you before the father no no your accuser is moses on whom you your hopes are set what he's saying is the law the external observances that's what the enemy uses by the way satan the, the name satan means accuser the, the, the biggest scheme of the enemy is to actually use the words of God, twist them and point them at you like a weapon and make you think that it's God talking to you. Why do you think Paul said the Satan comes like an angel of light? He comes like, like the voice of Jesus. It's when the devil tries to, to tempt you to do something that you know clearly is wrong. 
That's easy to spot. It's when he tempts you to do something that looks so right. Why is it difficult to discern the tree of the knowledge of good and evil? Because it sounds right. Eat this. You'll be like God. They were already like God, made in his image and in his likeness. In the same way, it's when the enemy comes with the the temptation of do something to be more godly that we have a tough time with it. The truth is, guys, you're made in his image and likeness. He doesn't accuse you. It is not by the sweat of your brow and searching out the scriptures that you qualify yourself. It's through realizing he's qualified you that you have this insatiable desire to search it out in the scriptures and see it over and over and over again. You're approved. You're accepted. You're loved. Because it's the testimony of the Father that creates a sense of validation. And that testimony is about the Son, who you live in and who lives in you. And the thing is, guys, the reason that's good news is because now the weight of maintaining that testimony is not on your shoulders because the government's on His shoulders. We went way over our time of 8 to 10 minutes. I'm looking at 12 minutes and 30 seconds right now. But those are just a few thoughts from the book of John, chapter 5, verses 31 through 46, 47, I should say. And it's good news. So, Father, I thank you, Holy Spirit, that you're illuminating truth. You're illuminating a person. People are seeing, experiencing, tasting, touching. It's becoming tangible. And now the testimony is going to start breaking out on the goodness of God. It's way better than anyone's ever thought about. God, uh, make us uncomfortable with how good you are. Make us uncomfortable with how for us you are. Make us uncomfortable with how supportive you are of who we really are in Christ. And let that message begin to uh, resonate in our cities and in our nations. In Jesus' name, amen. Thanks for listening to the Wisdom Podcast. If you liked what you heard, leave us a review on iTunes, and iTunes will suggest this podcast to others. Thanks, everyone, and take care.